Jacques Cousteau, fascinated by the wonders under the sea near here, produced a famous documentary in 1963 showing the world what the glorious waters of Cozumel looked like from below. And so began the popularity of the sport of diving, making Cozumel a place for serious adventurers. We invite you to discover Cozumel. Cozumel is filled with animals, fish, reefs, and ruins. As you make your way around the island, you can learn more about the things you discover from listening to our presentations. We have indicated on your map the areas where you are most likely to encounter specific plants, animals, or objects of Cozumel's history. Listen to the audio tracks for those subjects while you are in those regions. Or, if you like, sit back and relax on the beach with your tour player. Either way, let's go explore Cozumel and uncover the hidden secrets, the natural wonders, and the incredible history of our beautiful island. Llanos vamos! Navigation has always been vitally important to any seafarer. There are many kinds of navigational aids that have been used to help the sailor over the centuries. The sun, the stars, charts, and maps. However, the coastal waters of the Caribbean are riddled with dangerous reefs. In the last two centuries, lighthouses dotted along the American coastlines have helped sailors safely navigate these dangerous waters. Long before modern-day navigation systems and maps, the Mayas designed a complex system of signs along the coast to indicate the location of wide channels and dangerous reefs. The Mayas even built a series of observatories, ancient lighthouses on islands and coastal areas. Torches were planted on top of these structures, warning the Maya travelers of land and dangerous cliffs. You can still see the remains of these Maya observatories on Isla Mujeres, in Tulum, and here on Cozumel. Land ho! Modern lighthouses did not appear in the Yucatan until the late 1800s. Before then, when piracy was rampant, lighthouses would have done more harm than good by alerting enemies as well as friends. Ports were well guarded with artillery, chain doors, and underwater traps. The entrance to the port was secret, and Spanish treasure ships were guided by naval patrols. When a ship neared a large Spanish port, it was carefully screened before following a secret system that allowed it to enter. Ships arrived here frequently from the United States to pick up shipments of chicle latex for the Wrigley's Chewing Gum Company. However, there were still navigational risks in the Channel Straits of Cozumel. Three lighthouses were built on the island, one on the northern tip of Punta Molas, one in the port of San Miguel, and one on the far south end of the island at Punta Celarain. A tower with a signal beacon on Punta Celarain was also constructed. You can still see the remains of it near the beach. In 1934, a new concrete tower was built with a much more powerful acetylene gas beacon. Today, the keeper's home houses a maritime museum. When the Spanish arrived in Cozumel with the intent to conquer new lands and teach Christianity to any native they might encounter, they had no idea 
what a complex religious society they would discover as they came to share the story of the Cross of Christ. You may have heard of the famous Cross of Cozumel. Actually, this story is really about more than one cross. It is a story of three crosses, the first of which is strongly debated. In 1517, Bernal Diaz de Castillo, part of Hernandez de Cordoba's expedition, found a temple with idols in the style of signs of the cross. Rumors began spreading that indigenous people already knew of the cross of Christ and thus knew about the Catholic religion prior to the Spanish arrival. Most of these stories were refuted by missionary Diego de Landa and others as they discovered more about the Maya. The second famous cross was made of wood by the carpenters of Hernan Cortes. After accepting Cortes and his beliefs, the Maya took part in a ceremony on Cozumel where they destroyed their own idols. Not long after, in the middle of the 16th century, a colonial church was built and a third cross of Cozumel was created out of stone. During this violent time of pirates and Spanish conquests in the New World, a group of French corsairs took refuge in the church here in Cozumel. This church, near San Miguel, likely sat on top of the hill where a water tower sits today. The Spanish chased down the French hiding in the church and ransacked the chapel that held the beloved stone cross. The frequent attacks on Cozumel by privateers and pirates caused the governor of the Yucatan to worry. He told the settlers on Cozumel to leave and return to the safety of the peninsula. The settlers took with them the two crosses from the island, the stone cross from the church and the wooden cross of Cortes. The stone cross made its way from convent to museum and finally found a home in the hands of a private collector. The wooden cross, as the story is told, was later returned to El Cedral here on Cozumel. and celebrations of Mexico are like no other place on earth. The combination of the traditions of the native inhabitants with those of the Spanish has produced a most unique form of cultural expression. You can see this clearly during the celebration of the Day of the Holy Cross. Early in the month of May, the town of El Cedral comes alive with games, dancing, food and music. It is the annual celebration of the Day of the Holy Cross a 150-year-old tradition commemorating the safe passage of 11 founding families who fled the mainland to Cozumel in 1848. The event has its roots in Mexico's La Guerra de Castas, or the caste war, which pitted the country's Maya peasants against its Hispanic population in the Yucatan Peninsula, beginning in 1847. It also commemorates the first Catholic mass held on the island and in Mexico during the expedition of Hernán Cortés in 1519. To express their pious gratitude to God, the families who came to Cozumel in 1848 made a promise to always remember and honor their safe journey to the island by holding an annual celebration during the week of Día de la Santa Cruz, or the Day of the Holy Cross. Today's celebrations in El Cedral, although much more elaborate than their solemn predecessors of long ago, continue to retain and venerate much of the area's rich indigenous heritage, such as the traditional Maya dances known as the head of the boar and the ribbons. 
The celebrations, however, are also intended to remind Mexicans of their country's historical problems of ethnic conflict and class warfare, which attained their apotheosis in the revolution of 1910. In his treatise, The Labyrinth of Solitude, Octavio Paz wrote that Mexican national identity is both a beneficiary and a victim of the country's complex historical and cultural forces. As Octavio Paz sees it, the history of Mexico is like that of every Mexican. It is a struggle between the forms and formulas that have been imposed on them and the explosions with which their individuality avenges it. asked to describe who you are and why you are that person, undoubtedly you will single out certain events and people and discuss the influence they had on you. Tragedy is often an event that people recall first. That was certainly the case for Jacques Cousteau. As a young man, Cousteau wanted only to fly airplanes. He was accepted for flight training in the French Navy. But when he was 26. He was involved in a near-fatal car accident that severely damaged his arms. His dreams of flight were further dashed when he was transferred to sea duty. There, he worked hard at strengthening his arms. But it wasn't until he discovered the therapeutic benefits of swimming that he made significant progress and was afforded his first views of life under the sea, a region that was in turn...